This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, time to talk college football. Get some picks. Week zero. Hey, yeah. Beggars can't be choosy, huh? With this, uh, with this, you know, with this lineup this week in a primetime game with UMass and New Mexico State. Uh, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, I mean, New Mexico State may be the next one to join the SEC. We'll see. So anyway, nothing less uh, says a beautiful atmosphere like Las Cruces. Bruce, as we get ready for 2023, in your research of your teams in the offseason with the changing things um, in college football, transfer portal, NIL is, you know, rosters are tougher to come by. Um, some people say, oh, it's just such an easy, quick fix. But other other uh, rosters can get completely raided. One thing that I've picked up, especially at some high-profile, uh, like the last two years, LSU and Auburn, okay? Um, that was not a typical LSU roster that Brian Kelly had to duct tape together last year. This year is not a typical Auburn roster. So I'm saying the high-resource, high-expectation programs, when they have a sitting a lame-duck coach, and then when they ha- don't have a coach at all before they make the next official hire, they, I mean, everybody's prone to get uh, their roster poaching. But this, with some, some good players, I mean, those programs are going to have, you know, some good players. It is open game, and I think that's the biggest thing. They, uh, Hugh Freeze, forget the sides, you know, the off-the-field stuff, okay? He's had an unbelievable success rate of first first year, increasing the win total. It's, it's, it's going to be a little bit tougher to his words. He even said, hey, man, I mean, I may have overshot this thing. We got a little bit more work to do than I thought maybe with this roster. Bruce, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with you, uh, Jimmy. And I think, you know, back to last year, Brian Kelly is a pretty good example. And I, I've always, as a football coach, I've always regarded uh, Freeze and Kelly somewhat similar in just the way they can organize things, uh, the CEO coach thing. And Kelly, I think his ability to delegate and organize, we saw last year how he could he could just form you get this team to punch above its weight and then add in a couple of guys from the portal like Daniels. And so that was a real credit to Kelly. I think he, I think freeze might be able to do something similar, but I'm hoping Auburn people aren't expecting uh, Auburn to win the sec West the way Brian Kelly did last year. That was some work. And I think LSU is a little bit higher than last year than what Auburn is now, but a, a really good coach can come in there work the portal, but just as organizational skills can make a difference. The biggest, the, the thing this year that I'm looking at, um, there are a couple of schools that in particular, this experiment at Colorado, uh, not only the Dion stuff, but beyond the Dion thing. I mean, this is an example of a complete transformation of a program through the portal. I mean, complete. So you, you've basically wiped your whole roster out and 
brought in a new roster. It's like an expansion team. And to that degree, we haven't seen that yet. And there's a few other uh, schools out there that have done that and coaches that have done some wholesale work through the portal, but not quite like Colorado. So that's actually, to me, more interesting uh, for the buffs than the whole Dion stuff. It's what Dion did in the portal. I mean, there's a lot of, this is like a brand right. new team. Yeah. He's bringing in better players. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, there's zero continuity. I right. mean, that is, I mean, right. and I mean, just, it, it's, it's very interesting. Um, the, the odds makers are, are, you know, not impressed. And another thing, you know, you, you, uh, be, because you have had success at lower, uh, lower level programs, Sometimes those those players come in and light it up, yeah. you know, or you know, and sometimes they don't, you know, and and yeah. and, and struggle. Um, is one thing about Kelly though? Be careful when you say delegate though. He ain't delegating on offense. Okay, well, he, he's he the is boss. coach. Yeah. He, yeah. he is he is comp he is structuring well, that roster. He loves tight ends. He is coaching that offense. And I his the, and that's his words, Bruce. I better organized. Is a better word. Yeah. I mean, oh, no, no, no. But yeah. slightly, yeah. slightly upgrade from uh, Coach Joe. Yeah. And look, organize you, a better word. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't take, you cannot take 2019 away from O, though. He's part of it. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. it was one of the best, if not the best. They Nobody beat more top 10 teams yeah. uh, during the course of the season. Nobody beat more top teams that finished in the top 10 than that 2019 Joe Burrow LSU team. The marquee yeah. game would go to Dublin, Ireland. And this game last year gave us. A highly entertaining game with Nebraska and Northwestern. Uh, back and forth, and Northwestern pulling it out at the end. Here come the Irish, and you talk about upgrades. Nobody's upgraded more at the quarterback position than Notre Dame. So, uh, Coach, still an incomplete uh, on him. Uh, but uh, the line, Bruce, 21-51.5 and 51 and a half over Navy, who has their own new coach this year as well. Yeah, and uh, that is not Rob Reiner on the sidelines for Navy. That is actually Brian Newberry. I didn't know he looked like Rob Reiner, but there he is. Uh, uh, Meathead? Yeah, <laughs> he, he's there, but he had been at Navy. He was their defensive coordinator, and uh, I, I didn't like the way Chet Gladchuk, the AD, moved out uh, Coach Niamatololo after last year. We talked about that in the American preview. However, I mean, if they were going to make a change, Newberry was probably the guy to go for because he had been punching above his weight with Navy's defense in recent years. Um, he's brought in a coordinator, Grant Chestnut, who had been on with him before when they were both on the staff down at Kennesaw State. And Kennesaw State ran a version of the option that in the FCS was very good. I mean, uh, I think led FCS in rushing a few years ago, but with a few other, uh, other twists with it, um, a little bit more like Air Force uh, and, and the ability to throw downfield more. So they haven't abandoned the option, uh, the, the triple, the way uh, uh, Army's done it, but they, uh, they hope to throw a little bit more. But you're very right about the other side here with the Notre Dame. Now, by the way, last year, this game uh, turned into a very interesting game. Notre Dame was well ahead at halftime last year. And the second half, Navy came back at them and closed that thing, outscored them 19 nothing in the second half and cut that thing down to three late in the fourth quarter. And I think it was in Philadelphia last year they played. So Navy, you know, pretty scrappy. And that was one of the games last year that Marcus Freeman, as a double-digit favorite, Jimmy, did not cover. 0-5, laying double digits last year. So that's something I think to consider. Yes, I think Hartman is, is an upgrade here. Um, but... Uh, they were not bereft at quarterback last year. I mean, the two guys who were there last year, one of them might start at Alabama this year. The other one might start at Arizona State um, in Buckner and Pine. Uh, 
though I do think uh, Hartman's an upgrade. The offense he ran, he, he, he perfected that slow mesh at Wake Forest, but he had been there his whole career. So this is a little bit different. Uh, Notre Dame's offense relied a lot on Michael Meyer last year, the tight end. You know, he's moved on. So it's there's some adjusting going on there at, uh, at Notre Dame. One other note back to Navy. Uh, uh, they've had some juggling at quarterback. Um, and there's a couple of guys missed spring, like uh, Lavatai, the starter last year in our line. Lavatai is available. He's picked up the pace in fall camp, though Coach Newberry says he might uh, use both quarterbacks here. And not our line, the other one, Lavatai and Blake Horvath, a good passer who he said is, is the best passer in camp. So look for two quarterbacks from Navy. I think Navy may hang hang within this number here. This is a pretty, pretty big slicer for Notre Dame to handle right off the bat. And Freeman's short history, though, as a big favorite, leaves something to be desired. 0-5 is a double-digit favorite. There's a lot of points, and Navy can slow the game down. So I'm going to give the mids a shot, plus all these points. Anchors away over there in Dublin. We'll see. All right. Uh, USC, 30.5, 66.5 over San Jose State. Ken Lincoln Riley, finally, he's brought in some recruits, some personnel on the defensive side. Can they finally get better on that side, or just can they Will they ever be able to uh, stop what they don't practice against? And they're not practice against a whole lot of physicality uh, when they uh, when they practice against this USC offense. You're right, and uh, that looked a lot like uh, Riley's uh, Oklahoma teams last year, especially very much the, so. Yeah, especially the last couple that did not play good defense. The constant is uh, Alex Grinch, the coordinator who came with Riley from Norman, um, and. They have up. They picked up some guys from the portal, like Bear Alexander out of Georgia, the defensive tackle, very highly, highly regarded five-star recruit. But they had a lot of four and five-star guys still on that defense last year. They fundamentally, Jimmy, we talked about this before. We talked about this before and after the Cotton Bowl, uh, and you you mentioned that after the Utah Pac-12 title game. He said, "What's fundamentally? What's wrong with this defense? They just don't tackle." No. So I don't, I don't know if they can flip that that quick. This is uh, Alex Grinch has got to up his game, and his staff has to up his game a lot. We know they're going to score points. We know Caleb Riley won the Caleb Williams won the the Heisman last year, uh, but I'm not. I I need to see some evidence that this defense has improved before we can start talking seriously about USC being a national title contender. The, the schedule is much tougher this year. Now, maybe Riley is going to run up a score. He did on Rice in the opener last year. Um, I, I don't know that San Jose's roadkill anymore though and uh, what Brent Brennan has done he's offered some stability and he's lifted the program up to a level um, in the past at San Jose whether it be Dick Tomey or uh, you know a couple of coaches before that had one big year and then the, then it kind of fell apart San Jose's maintained a pretty consistent level here the last uh, few years they are putting some money into that program there. They've got a whole new football facility. Oh. They're still redoing the stadium. There's money out there, and they've much already, needed. Yeah, and they've they've kept uh, they've kept Tim Miles, the basketball coach, um, and they've up uh, up Brennan. He's got some money to work with now. The staff has stayed in place. Derek Odom is defensive coordinator. This was a good defense last year. Here's a stat: twice in the last three years, San Jose has ranked in the top ten nationally in quarterback sacks. So this is a high pressure defense. Uh, they do have a little bit of retooling to do on the defensive side there. But I, what I like on the offensive side, Cordero, the quarterback, he threw for over 3,200 yards last year. Good dual threat. 
uh, can run. They've got four starters back on the offensive line, breaking in a couple new receivers. This team was playing pretty well last year until they had that unfortunate tragedy with the running back who was killed in the, in the motorbike accident near campus. Then they had to cancel a game against New Mexico State. The season was never the same for them afterward. I think Brennan has got this program to a point where they're not going to get embarrassed here. Uh, so right, uh, Bruce, I, I think San Jose State, their biggest, their biggest feather in their cap was when they won the Mountain West outright and they, uh, they upset uh, Boise. That was COVID season. Right. How much is discounted because it was a COVID season? Um, depends. I don't, I, it's a little bit. It was what it was here. Th- th- here's the thing. San Jose was going to be good that year. I'm they just asking if it's a fair question or not. When we, you know, good. No, the Brennan's a miracle worker. Don't yeah. go, don't, you know, both, both what he's done on the field and also to get that administration off their rear end. Sure. And to, and start funding something. Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, a little bit, but I mean, it's like, um, do we discount Joe Gibbs for winning two Super Bowls in two strike years? Um, you know, that's, you know, so I, I no, not that much. I mean, that's what you saw that year was a good team. They were good that year. So good for him. I and mean, he did, you know, everybody else was working on it. He, by the way, that year, they had to leave home too. He had to coach through some real adversity. They, they had to abandon. They were playing home games in Las Vegas. That's right. They, they couldn't, that's right. I mean, they couldn't. That's right. They had more hurdles to overcome. They were, they, you know, thrown you know, off of their routine more. Yeah. 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 I, so I'm not going to discount that. him. Yeah. And, and, but, and the next year, injuries really hurt them two years ago. So that's the other thing, is the depth here yet in the program. That usually shows up later in the season. But with Cordero back, you've got a legitimate quarterback. But, I but don't Bruce, think, yeah. nobody overcame more in the COVID season than Alabama. I mean, come on, let's face it. I mean, well, you know, zero players lost to any games for COVID. You know, medical miracle. Was... <laughs> medical miracle. A, a medical powerball is what medical it was. Miracle. San, let's move on. San Diego State, now two and a half. This line opened up four and 49. I had a chance to go see Snapdragon Stadium. I'm glad it was a 7 or 7.30 start before, well, the sun got behind uh, the mountains there because uh, it, that could probably be a little hot for that uh, crew. But now it's two and a half, 49, and it was three earlier in the week. So steady Ohio action. Uh, Rourke, the quarterback, has gotten clearance after his ACL. Still, you wonder what type of uh, percentage is he? Is he going to be 70% effective, 80, whatever? He's not going to be 100. But two and a half, 49 in the total is interesting here as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the total might be a little bit high just because of the way San Diego State plays. Uh, a little tick down this week when they finally made the announcement that Rourke was going to be the quarterback. Now, here's we talked about this some uh, in the summer in the MAC. Listen, listen, he had been at practice all all summer. Uh, they were just holding him out of certain things and some scrimmages and things at the start, which is standard operating procedure yes. for a guy coming off knee surgery. But the plan always was that he was going to be ready for this game, and he is. Uh, he's dynamic. I mean, this is a quarterback, Jimmy, who's going to probably get drafted into the NFL. Uh, he's that good. Now has the recovery time, you know, you know, we'll see, but he's, he thinks he's ready to go. So we'll see. I would point out one of the things the backup, they won with Wilson, the backup, they did win the, um, the bowl game with him last year, but Rourke is the guy, but so many other uh, pieces are back here. His top 
Gura, the top runner, and uh, Weglus, the top receiver. They're all back defensively. Uh, lots of guys are back defensively. The whole secondary. This team was also plus 12 in turnover margin last year. So credit Tim Albin for turning that thing around. You know, since that slow start in 2021 and that late change in the summer when Coach Solich had to step down, Albin took over. And they, by the way, they gave Albin, he wasn't an interim. They gave him a four-year deal right at the start. They failed to cover their first four games in 2021. They're 14 and seven against the number since then. And last year, much better. Rourke got hurt at the end of the season. They did lose the MAC title game, but they won the bowl game with the backup quarterback. Um, and so a lot of pieces are back, and Albin looks like he knows what he's doing. But it's the other way. It's with San Diego State. I don't. It, it nothing seems to change there in recent years. And for a program that was really the birthplace of modern passing game football that's yeah those those whack games byu san diego state track meets yeah yeah even before that i mean this is air coriel was born at san diego state uh don horn brian sype dennis shaw um but they don't they haven't had a passing game worth uh worth talking about in years there they're always in the triple digits and the quarterback they've got showed some upside last year but Jalen Milwar used to be a defensive back playing on special teams and they figured he was their best option they found out he had a pretty good arm and he can run this is not a sophisticated passing attack and I'm not sure the defense is enough to keep them at that level um and even last year seven and six they lost to middle Tennessee in the bowl game I think Ohio's a better team um as long as Rourke is close to 100 percent um, and they wouldn't put him out there. I think if he wasn't ready to go, I'm on Ohio here, maybe a little bit to the under. I think they can win this game outright. San Diego state lost the opener last year to Arizona in its stadium and, uh, not a great point spread mark either. So I think Ohio can go in there and get away. You better think they could win. If you're only getting two and a half, I think Ohio can win. You know, the, you got to separate the difference too, because it makes it, it is a big difference when it comes to the time frame. Roughly nine months is the recovery time for a torn ACL today. Okay. Cameron Rising, well, he was hurt on January 1st in a Rose Bowl against Penn State. Uh, November 21st. So about a 40-day, and it's right at that nine-month spot at the beginning of September, late August, beginning of September, that they're, uh, that you know Rising is looking at. That month, month and a half is, is significant. It, it's a big difference for Rourke. Now, I don't know what pace they, uh, you know, their rehab, you know, was and stuff. But, again, having three of those ACLs, Bruce, I know a little bit too much about them. Let's move on to last one. Ooh, the alternate lines. Boy, if you had Vandy minus 62 last year, huh? In this one, whatever it was. What a whitewash. But we talk about tough situations. We talk about extreme situations with uh, Colorado and Coach Prime and things like that. You, know, you talk about San Jose State during a COVID year. Haven't you want to talk about displacement? That's displacement. But Hawaii it was 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 awful. It was really sad. Now they got another uh, sad uh, side note to, to their season uh, with the fires that uh, that's happened over there. But Timmy Chang did a wonderful job just getting this team to somewhat respectable respectable level play. They were they performed much better than anybody anticipated, especially after they saw that first game on week zero against Vanderbilt. That was embarrassing. So Vandy, and you wonder how many uh, uh, people betting this game are going to have recency bias just from last year's game. What you say, one by sixty last year? I mean, they, you know they can't play. Uh, nothing says ambiance like the cranes in the end zone in Nashville uh, for this one. 
a little behind. At what point do you knock on the door and say, Vandy, Vandy, we're kicking you out of the SEC. Uh, Vandy 17 and 55 and a half, Bruce, over Hawaii. Yeah, they spend a lot of money at Vandy. This Vandy United uh, campaign, and that's one of the deals is upgrading the stadium, which needed upgrading, Jimmy. I've always thought they should play I, in the I've been there, Bruce. You've yes, been there. Yes. You know, I mean, I think they should play in the Titan Stadium. I don't know why they don't. Uh, it's a Mac stadium. That's going to be nicer, but that's a valuable piece of property there. You know what's going on in Nashville. Sell that, play at the Titans place. That's what I would do, but no, they didn't ask me lately. Nonetheless, you're right. They are constructing <laughs> the end zone. It's got all, it looks like a, yeah, construction zone in the end zone. So they'll reduce some capacity this year. That game last uh, year. They'll be able to fit just fine. Yeah, yeah, social this, distancing this crowd, will not be a problem with this game. Yeah, yeah. This crowd will have yeah, plenty of room for the fans here. Um, last year opener, 63 to 10. Uh, you're right. Uh, Hawaii was a mess at the end, at the beginning of last year, and that was a roster that was also transformed a lot. They had the coaching, late coaching change there after they moved Todd Graham out, and they brought Chang in, uh, who used to be a great quarterback there during the June Jones years. Those first couple of games of Vandy, and then Western Kentucky went over there and smoked them too. Uh, after that, though, they were starting to get a little mm-hmm. bit more competitive. They covered nine of their last 11 games. Now, they were deeply discounted, but you know, and, and they weren't great, but they won a few times and they covered a lot of numbers. Uh, this year, what the, it's the second year, and toward the end of last season, Chang they, they, switching the offense to more of like the old pure June Jones red gun there, all run and shoot, four wideouts. Shager, their quarterback, has some experience and they like him. And uh, now he this offense is fully installed. Chang is the play caller too. So, I mean, they, they, they're going to they're gonna be throwing the ball all over the place, and this is what they've got the personnel, I think, to do. Now, the other way with Vanderbilt is a lot. Clark Lee is really talking a big, big game there. And um, I know they made improvement last year, but a lot of that had to do with Mike Wright, the quarterback, who I think was dynamic, and he destroyed Hawaii that first game. He, as soon as he got to the edge, he was gone. Huge game for him, and they won five games last year. Four of those were directly responsible to uh, Mike Wright. Uh, he's left. He's at Mississippi State now. So, uh, so uh, AJ Swan, who showed some promise as a freshman last year, now they they're riding him all the way now. But I think they're going to miss that big play element of right. Here's another note about Vandy and Clark Lee's couple of years. 0-5 against the spread at home in non-conference action. First game two years ago. Yeah, I know it was his first game. They were talking big two years ago at Vandy, too. They lost to East Tennessee State in the opener. Uh, Lost, uh, uh, barely covered a game against UConn. Um, last year, uh, Smoke, Wake Forest. I mean, they have not done well in these non-conference uh, versus the spread at home. Now it's their opener. Maybe they're going to be focused here. And and last year, this sort of reminds me, one last thing, uh, previous year's scores, uh, things change from year to year. And I'll never forget when Nebraska put 84 on Minnesota back in that Mike Rozier's Heisman year, 84-13. Lou Holtz came in the next year to Minnesota, but still the thought was, what's going to happen? They're going to play in Lincoln the next year. They scored 84 in Minneapolis. Um, and uh, Nebraska's a 39-point favorite. Everybody thought it would be horrific, 98 to nothing, whatever. It wasn't that bad. Lou covered the game. They didn't win, but it wasn't that bad. So year-to-year things change some. And, and now Chang has put some different things in there. And I think that also his version of the, the red gun can also control the clock some. And maybe keep his defense off the field, short passes. And this is going to be a, a, a strain on Vandy's defense. I think the points, I'm going to give the points a shot. I thought this, I would hope the spread would be a little bit higher. 
Um, but I'm going to give Timmy Chang and, and Hawaii a chance to hang in there. And like you say, a uh, little extra push for them here. There's a lot of emotion there with all the stuff that went on in Maui with the fires a couple of weeks ago. So they are carrying that with them under the mainland. And uh, they already got there. I mean, they left, uh, they landed uh, Tuesday in, um, in Nashville. So they've had, they'll have four or five days to get ready there. And I think they might hang around. You know, uh, uh, draw a, um, a different sport analogy. So Hawaii looked so bad in their first two against uh, Vanderbilt in Western Kentucky last year that it just drove, it buried their power rating by the odds makers. Yeah. And it just had such little uh, yep. consumer confidence. And boom, you got value the whole way home, 9 of 11. Right. You know, right. Bruce, your, your, your Orioles are number one in ROI in MLB. You know who's second best? Was a team that started out and they buried it. When you start Patrick Corbin as your opening day starter, that's not a very strong statement. They got off slow. They're number two in ROI for the whole season. So I I think it's a, I think it's, it it, it reminds me of that. And and I got to mention Clark Lee. You went two conference games uh, at Vanderbilt. That's a heck of a job, man. I mean, he is, uh, you know, both two guys that, you know, kind of homeboys. That that have a little you're, extra pride in the program that well, they're coaching, huh? You're you're right. Um, I thought they should have done more to keep right around, though. I mean, he he won those games for them. He he won the Florida game, and he won the Kentucky game for him last year. Him making these big big right. plays, he's unique, and uh, I think they're going to uh, miss him some. Uh, we'll see. I mean, they they're excited about well the, the direction can only go up there, so it looks like in, you know, in this SEC. Know. When they start setting their sights a little bit higher, sometimes they forgot how they got just close enough, and boop, this league will knock them back down uh, pretty quick. Dogs, baby. Whoa. Go ahead, Brucey. I mean. Jumping the, right in. I'm, I mean, right off the bat. Uh, the common pick also for you and, uh, and Paul Stone with the under uh, 49 in San Diego State and Ohio at the open-air Snapdragon Stadium. There you go. For Bruce Marshall, Spor- uh, CBS Sports Line and VegasInsider.com, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.